0: Podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, hello! Here we go. It's
1: the Cop-I Podcast. What's happening, everyone? Welcome back to the CupEye Podcast, and we're going to be discussing, obviously, Sunday's um, pretty big game against Arsenal, the Emirates. But yeah, I'm Mick, and I'm joined by Christian, as usual. I do lad.
0: <laughs> as usual nowadays yeah i'm i'm good i'm a little bit tired i've been away with work in stockholm for two days which was really really good but uh you always get a bit tired from it though but uh, yeah friday so time to get a bit of a rest before the big game on sunday get the beers in get the beers <laughs> in ready yeah <laughs> I-, I had a few <laughs> over
1: the couple of days has been so uh... yeah you've had, you've had a few days haven't you today um love life with the beers but yeah yeah. obviously we discussed the Rangers game straight after that was good and we discussed the Arsenal game like briefly obviously but we needed to do a proper proper show um, but did you obviously pre, uh, Klopp's press conference was uh was it half 10 was it or half 11 something like that today did you manage to watch that there was some some
0: good uh, quotes from that I watched a bit, I couldn't watch it all because I had a few things at work to do. So I couldn't I listened to, but I couldn't concentrate 100 percent on what he said. But uh <laughs> listener, yeah, listen to a few bits. Yeah, because I've got a
1: I've got a few screenshots of a quote. <clears throat> um shout out to Paul Ghost. Uh, he's been on the show a few times, he's a legend. Uh yeah, so Klopp got asked on injuries, he got on he said Curtis Jones trained yesterday and looked good. Just as first session. Naby and Ock, still a bit away from returning. Arthur is injured in last session before Rangers. Normal situation, a muscle. Robertson is running, looks close, and um, Curtis is closest to returning. And that's just typical Liverpool, isn't it? Like, we finally get Curtis Jones back after ages, it feels like. And then yeah. Arthur gets injured. Because I think in the, in the team news show for the Rangers game, I was... We were talking about like double pivots in midfield, and I was like, actually, an Arthur could probably do that if he comes off the bench. Then I looked at the bench, and Arthur went there, and I was like, That's
0: exactly. Yeah, we were this, both we
1: using used... isn't at the minute. Like, we'll, we'll gain a player, but then we'll lose a player.
0: Yeah, we talked about that as well that oh, he might just be, you know, dropped out because he's still getting, you know, fit for playing games in the Premier League or whatever. Uh, obviously, this was Champions League against Rangers, but just, you know, to get his fitness up because he hadn't played for a while. But now, obviously, we know that. He's out because he's injured, which is annoying when, like you say, we get Curtis back soon. Then we can, you know, have more midfielders to rotate with, but then we lose another. So it's frustrating as well, because everyone obviously talks about Arthur uh, being an injury-prone player coming from Juventus. Didn't play for a while there. We picked him on a loan, you know, because we needed a midfielder and just everyone's eager just to see him obviously because he, he got the skills you know when he came through when he played for Barcelona and all that but you know then we just wait and wait and it turns out that he's injured and then you just go like ah, not one of them again so hopefully he can just you know come back from that and hopefully he can be able to play otherwise we just give him back to Juventus at the end of the season without like no, like zero games play for him that's <laughs> okay, a bad day of a situation <laughs> yeah so you know it is what it is, but it's 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 good to hear that. Klopp says a few few, you know, players are close to come back, and Curtis is closer. So you know, with Robbo as well, we, we need them. You know, in October because it's going to be many games. So good news that they are soon back. Yeah,
1: definitely. Um, and we've got a few peeps in the chat. We have got Doug uh, from Doug <coughs> a Nice one, Doug, for jumping on. We've also got Paul. Afternoon, lads. It's Friday, thank fuck. Um, Doug says, "Clap, clap swore. swore. Yeah, and I've I've took I've got a little screenshot of that actually, so I'll just throw that one up just for for a laugh. Um, James Pierce, uh, Klopp said, "We have to." So basically, he was, I think he's the the initial word he said was rubbish, and then he asked he got asked to clarify, and then he basically just said we have to defend the shit out of everyone we face, yeah. and I noticed just after it, no one uh, people obviously laughed, but no one like said like. Oh, don't swear or anything, because it's just normal for clap, I suppose. <laughs> just a, yeah, and, hard saying, stuff like that. But um is it yeah. considered
0: as a swear word, like proper swear word in England? Though is is shit that proper swear word? I, it's I one of s- them, like if you, if you say, say it like,
1: in between, say before like six p.m. or seven p.m., it's like you are not merely meant to be before like the watershed, which I don't. I think it might be seven or eight p.m. Actually, that but or nine p.m. I don't know. It's 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 in the after. It's in the nighttime. I know that like it's more obviously you can have it on TV, but it's not usually, especially in like a live press conference on like YouTube with like hundreds of well, thousands of people watching, um, probably not meant meant to say that. I know in like another country is, is it in Sweden? Is is that fine? Just as
0: to say shit. Uh, in the context that Klopp said it, I think it would be okay, yes. Like, you know, if someone just said that on a Swedish, like a manager for a Swedish team said that in a Swedish press conference or whatever, you say that, you know, in a, in Swedish, obviously, uh, I think no one would notice. I, I couldn't say that it's actually accepted because I don't really watch Swedish football that much or, you know, I'm not that interested, to be honest. But uh, it just feels like that would be something that someone said to actually, you know, make a little bit more of a statement wise kind of needed to do in a game, whatever, to actually put a little bit of extra power to what he said. And I think that's what Klopp wanted to say as well, but he used another word, like rubbish. <laughs> but that was probably the wrong word in the context, which, you know, made him ex- have to explain what he meant. Because so I think there was a report just, you know, asking what he meant. And then he, he said that, obviously, with the shit word, because that's what he <laughs> was.
1: That's,
0: that's what he wanted to say.
1: Said. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's, I think she was just kind of asking, like, he wanted to get the rubbish out, like the of the players' system, which means obviously we've been yeah, playing bad. Yeah. We want to get that out the way, and yeah. then she obviously just wanted to that clarify, and then Klopp just clarified it by saying, watching out rubbish for the word shit," which is just yeah. A typical. Yeah, Klopp just love story. Klopp. Yeah, <laughs> he's, he's brilliant. <laughs> um, but just got one more quote. It's like the brain fuck. That's the thing as well. Oh yeah, brain fog. <laughs> Why can everyone say brain? Bring, um this way, but not I can't. That, that's such a classic
0: on that one. It's brilliant. Uh, it's one of the best things that I ever heard. To be honest, it's brilliant. Yeah.
1: But um, speaking about, obviously, we need to talk about the Arsenal game a little bit more in detail, and Klopp said on that, uh, teams have worked, has worked out how to play against us when we're not at our best. Teams figured out years ago, but still didn't work for them because, because we were exceptional. Whatever system we play, there's no system in the world with no weakness. It's about how we perform. I think that's that's quite key because I think there was times, like even when we were battling everyone, everyone knew the way to play against Liverpool is sit deep, long balls, use the pace on the left wing or right wing, whichever way you want to go. Usually the right wing because Trent usually would usually be higher. But we were so good at just scoring goals and containing teams and, and limiting their chances that it wasn't it just wasn't effective. But obviously now we're going through a little bit of a a bad patch in terms of our form and stuff. Um, but hopefully that can be turned around with the Rangers game and that can be a little step in the right <laughs> direction. But it's like it's it's like people saying, no, "Oh, we've been found out." And it's, I agree completely. We we've, we've got found out a long time ago. It's it, it's easy to have a system to play against Liverpool. You just have to execute it properly and you have to do it when Liverpool aren't playing that well for, it to, for you to get results from her
0: yeah of course and you know the opposition's teams you know their managers and you know people that analyze the game they obviously check that straight away when we started playing that way so it's not a it's not a secret you know that's the way we play but like you said we have all the players to play that system and play in the way we wanted to and with equality We we have had for so many years now, but still teams couldn't, you know, play against us because they needed to be perfect, if you know, sort of say, and. I think also with the midfield, you know, get a little bit older with Henderson. We talk about Fab- Fabinho has not been in form and Milner is obviously, he's, all, he's been old for ages, but he's been brilliant too. But, you know, it's just that we had Gini Rinaldo playing and he was like a, just a battery force in midfield. Like he could run everywhere all the time with, you know, winning the ball, going forward, put pressure. Um, so we had a different, had different midfield, a different way of play as well. And I think that actually also causes a lot of, it put things in perspective that we actually, when we lost Vinaldi, we actually lost an extra dimension in midfield that helped us play the way we did because he was that kind of player. So if you know, if you go back and look at the games when he was playing with Henderson and Fabinho, uh, he gave something extra that we actually haven't had since, uh, and I think that's was a that, that's a big thing for us that we lost him we can we can see it now when we're not informed that he was that good uh, you know so like I agree with Klopp you know they need to be perfect when they play against us and if we're not perfect it's obviously much easier but if we can reach the level again you know that we've been before a lot of teams will struggle because we have the you know quality all over the pitch Yeah I think the Wijnaldum thing he was obviously a, like a left winger
1: or a, like a false nine sometimes for Newcastle um, and then obviously the tailored his game to be really good as a left centre midfielder and yeah. Um, that was when we relied on the fullbacks even more. We had us it was a structured midfield, flying fullbacks, but now we've obviously got the likes of Thiago, the likes of Javier. Elliott. So the onus isn't just on the fullbacks, which was what people wanted when you when you look back at that time. You, you were like, Oh, why can't we have a bit more um, creativity in midfield? That was always the thing I saw on Twitter. We need more creativity, more creativity. The midfield's boring, it's it's stale, it, it doesn't, it's functional, doesn't do anything else, but it worked because it let it allowed the rest of the team to do really well, um, and I think we could exactly. we could be, we could really do with that functional midfield again. Though, why now them that right now? Because that would really obviously make us a lot more difficult to break down. Um, but pan of scouses in afternoon, fellas, nice one, lad for for jumping in. But I was just looking at the you know I love stats. Um, <laughs> Arsenal have only beat us once in the league since Klopp came in, and that was in July 2020 in the season with no fans. That's a mad one, isn't it? Because I think years gone by, obviously Arsenal were really good, like um, ninety late nineties, early noughties, and they always battered us. Thierry Henry used to just tear us to shreds all the time. And then, yeah. um, as obviously Klopp came in, I always felt worried going to Arsenal away. It was always it's always a difficult place, but we always seem to we always seem to get a result and or batter them. Sometimes we just t- tend to turn up and, and show how good we are. Uh, but that's a that's a good start, isn't it? That's a good one. But I think yeah. like this, Sunday's going to be more. Sunday's going to be maybe the most difficult
0: so far in his in his uh in his seven years. Yeah, but you don't think about you know that we have actually been really good against Arsenal uh, under Klopp because like you said, we always kind of connect our thoughts with Arsenal to actually being a very difficult team. But that goes back like to when you say when with Henri and Patrick Vieira and all the players and they were really really. Fantastic, but you know the the last couple of seasons we've been actually you know it, it's always been there like oh it's Arsenal it's Arsenal away or whatever but then we actually go and you know win and play really well but I think that's also because Arsenal is a team that want to play good football themselves so and offensive football so they could you know they leave a lot of space behind them and we've been really good on counter attacks as well so when we've been playing them they kind of gone into the trap where it's a little bit dangerous to play that way against us if they can't you know get their Game plan 100 percent correct. Um, so but this game on Sunday obviously will be a bit different because they are in a great form at top of the league. We haven't been that good now. We won against Rangers 2-0 and we had a new system and we performed well. Uh also individual players performed well. Uh so you know, going into this game with a little bit of self-confidence, uh a few a couple of goals scored and no conceded which is good uh but you know play arsenal away now at this moment will be really really difficult so I'm, I'm a bit concerned but you know it's also the time to actually make a statement to show that we want something with this season so if you're gonna if you're gonna go forward you have to you know play these teams anyway you have to go there and actually put in the work to to find something out from that game even if it's a draw you just need to go there and put in a great, uh, a great performance
1: yeah, exactly. I think it's one of those like we're obviously going to be helping Man City's cause, but I think at the moment, I I, I completely agree. With it it would send a statement because obviously Arsenal have won, one seven and um, lost one in the first eight, which is just if that was us, if that was Liverpool starting a season like that, that would have been we would have been absolutely made up with that. The fact yeah. that they're eleven points ahead of us, um, obviously we've got a game in hand, uh, so there's we can we can make up a little bit of ground on them. Hopefully, once we play the game in hand and stuff, but. It's um and, and Klopp got asked about like just discussing like team news and formations and stuff. He obviously got asked about the formation because, like you said, the Rangers game we changed to like a, I suppose a four two three one or a four four two four four one one, whatever it was. But it was like a four, it was like a four two four in attack, but it seemed to work really well. And he was he was quite coy on the on that because he, he said that we need to remain unpredictable. Because we obviously he's not going to be like, oh yeah, we're going to be playing four three three, by the way, lads. Just just so just so you're ready, Arteta, you can get ready for the four three three. Um what, exactly. what 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 type of formation do you reckon what do you reckon he'll do? Do you reckon
0: he'll stick or do you reckon he'll go four three three again? Um <clears throat> I wouldn't mind if we stick with 4-2-3-1, if that's, you know, how we actually look at it when we see the 11 players on the pitch, like before we actually start. You can, like you said, we can call it 4-4-1-1 or 4-4-2 in, you know, different shape. But I I like to see it as a 4-2-3-1. And I wouldn't mind that we actually play the way because I I like the way we defend. I know it's Rangers and it's (laughs) it's a big difference between Rangers and Arsenal, obviously, with their offensive style of play and the players they have. But I like to actually go with you know with Trent, even if we need him up the pitch, you know higher up the pitch. Uh, I kind of like the way we played with him having not that task to actually go that high against Rangers and Timikas did it as well. Uh, I just like to think that if we can keep on focusing on the, our defense because we need to have that sorted and feel self confident in that part of the of the pitch. Uh, I, I kind of liked how we played and covered space for each other and helped each other out against Rangers. Now they didn't have as much of a chance, but I just, find, I just found that we clicked as a team more, that we've been talking about lately, that we need the rhythm and all that. And I felt like players actually covered up space for each other, you know, helped each other out. We're closing down the opposition and all that kind of stuff. So I feel that against Arsenal, I wouldn't mind to actually go the same way because it worked. And if we if we go into that game with that system, we, we seem to feel that oh it's actually not working that we want we you know we can still switch it again but why when it now worked i wouldn't mind us actually to try again because it feels weird to actually maybe go four two three one and then go back to four three three but like klopp said we might just change it again just to you know stay unpredictable but uh it's a tough one but i wouldn't mind it yeah because yeah, I
1: think I would prefer if we stuck with it because, like you said, I, f- I felt like we we looked a lot more stable. I think once we made the changes and went back to a four three three, the exactly. same problems, the same problems were happening again. Like balls were on the side, yep. balls over the top, ball into the space, and I f- just felt like we we could deal with it a lot better when we have four attackers on the pitch and we had Thiago and Henderson quite close to each other. But just wanted to speak about like Arsenal because obviously they're doing really well. I've got like their last starting eleven. I haven't got it as a graphic, sorry, but I've, I've, I can just read it out. So they had Ramsdale in goal, back four of Ben White, Saliba, Gabriel and Zinchenko, um, midfield two of Thomas Partey and Granit Xhaka, and then Jesus up front with Saka, Odegaard and Ma- Martinelli behind. It's a really good side, isn't it? <laughs> Yeah, really it is. Sad. I think. Yeah. I think it's, it always has been, but it's just been trying to figure out what the best way f- was for them to play. Obviously, the, the arrival of Jesus and the arrival or the the return of Saliba from his loan mm. have really, really helped them be a bit more solid at the back and also being more creative and scoring goals up top, which is it's as basic as that, really, isn't it?
0: Yeah, and to be honest, when you look at it, there's a few players that are actually in a really good age, but there's loads of players that are really young as well. So they have a like a proper future team, you know, in the future as well. Like I think, you know, oh, what's his name, Saliba, whatever, you know, they, they are like 20-something. You know, they they got and uh the has been obviously young for ages, because he came through when he was like 15, 16 and went to Real Madrid and all that. But they got loads of young, really good players, and they got players like uh, Jesus actually, you know, probably going into his prime now. Um, so, yeah, it's a great team when you look at it. And, you know, that's the thing, though. Like, you know that they got the quality. And if we go there now playing away, you know, they it's going to be tough because they, they, like you said, they found out how to play and they found something in their way of playing. I think a lot of it is actually down to Gabriel Jesus uh, arriving in the summer because he... He kind of makes you know good runs, you know, he keeps all the defenders busy, he's clever. Uh, he's a quality player so you know that leaves a lot of space for the three midfielders as well the offensive ones because they are really good as well so you know it will take a lot of from us to actually you know to stay focused and keep keep, uh, keep track of them when they play their game so you know for us to actually maybe sit down sit a little bit more defensively and go into counter attack is probably the way to go because they will go straight on us and be playing offensively especially with a good start they will have Emirates and you know good atmosphere and actually all the supporters you know backing them up as well. So, it will be it will be a really tough game. I'm looking forward to it, though, because it's a big game, but also I'm nervous at the same time. But, you know, that's the way it is.
1: Yeah, I think it's... Like like we said, even years gone by, I've always been nervous, but I just feel like the way they've started, um, it wasn't... I don't think anyone was predicting them to be top of the league, ahead of City, especially to win seven out of the eight games they only lost to was it man united and that was away so they've won they've won all the home games so it's gonna be a gonna be a difficult one but there's um a few people have put the um starting eleven predictions in there but I just wanted to get yours first christian what are you what are you thinking we'll we'll go with
0: well obviously Alisson is a goal uh Tsimikas is also uh in the starting eleven because Robbo is not back um Van Dijk <sighs> I would like for Konata to play because you know I think his physical presence is really important. But uh I'm not I, I'm not sure where he is really in terms of fitness. So I just say Matip now because you know I don't know. Uh so find out Matip, Trent. Uh and if we stay with the uh four, two, three, one, I go with hmm, I, I think oh, it's a tough one because it's away as well. Uh but I think I go with Thiago and Henderson again, to be honest, just because I think they were good and for Yu might have needed a rest and could come in, you know, just to change it a bit as well and come in with a lot of energy as well. Might be that he goes in and, you know, Henderson on the bench, but I just go with Thiago and Henderson, stay with it and then um Luis Diaz. Jota, Salance, and Firmino up front I think it will be I think he will switch back to Firmino even if I would like to see Nunes, I think that's what Klopp is going to do and then having Nunez to bring in Yeah, uh,
1: let's see what Doug's going for Doug's
0: going for Ali, Trent,
1: Kanate, Van Dijk, Simic,as, Thiago, Fabinho uh, Diaz, Firmino, Salah and Jota, uh, Canate to deal with Jesus' pace and Martinelli I think that's a really good point actually because yeah. Uh, Canate was on the bench, wasn't he? The last game didn't come yeah. on, so he was obviously fit enough for the bench. I mean, I would love him to be f- ready for this one because I just feel like, against Arsenal, like Doug says, like the pace that they've got. Like Canate's pace, um, you can st- you can stop anyone. You can stop yeah. anyone with the pace.
0: If it's up, right. if it's up to speed with, with his physicality, like that, that's fine. Like if he's actually, you know, able to bring on straight away now after he's been injured, I'm, I'm happy with that, obviously. But I, I'm, I don't know where he is though in terms of fitness. We haven't, no. I haven't heard anything, so it's just that puts him in in this kind of. Game where he hasn't played games and hasn't had you know had games in his like in his body like he's used used the 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 pace of of the games you know playing uh, as you do uh, get as well you need the match fitness as you call it uh, and he hasn't played so I think that could be a little bit risky because he's maybe not up to speed with with the tempo and stuff but uh, yeah I, you know if he, if he plays I wouldn't be sad because he's a great player but I'm just thinking you know again, starts now with all the pace and stuff maybe he's not up to speed for it. Yeah,
1: because the subs we made on the Rangers game, obviously Jota came off uh, for Firmino. So Jota got 70, Bobby got 20. Uh, Hendo got 70 um, and, and Firmino got 20. Nunes got 80. Um, yeah, so it's going to be, I think it's a difficult one to call, but it's nice to have options. Like, obviously, yeah, if Bobby comes back in, obviously Bobby likes to score against Arsenal and we know how good he is in terms of, drop into the gaps and he can probably play that um ten role if, if it's four two three one he can probably play that better than Jota did. Although yeah. Jota did it really, really well against um Rangers, I thought. But I think yeah. it's dropping into those gaps, I think Firmino can be really key, especially trying to stop the likes of um Party and Jaha getting on the ball and trying to dictate tempo. So I think that's Probably what
0: he'll go with. Um, and Jota could play up front. You know, he likes a goal against Arsenal, and he can play that role as yeah, well. Yeah. So, you, so that's the good thing though with them too. Actually, we can switch if if it doesn't work with Firmino in that role, we might just switch it around. That they just change or whatever, or yeah. you know, it could be the it could be the fact that actually Firmino goes into that role and Jota will play up front.
1: You know? I think I think so. I, th- I just think Jota near the goal is better because we know how clinical he is, and he loves scoring against Arsenal. He's got seven and seven against Arsenal since yeah. he arrived, which is an amazing, amazing um, return for a, yeah. for a for a player, um, a striker or a yeah. winger or a left winger, whatever he plays. He plays it plays everywhere, doesn't he? So yeah, yeah good shout I, I think I agree. I think I agree with Doug's pretty much. Um, yeah, I think the only like so the only really. Difficult one. It's Firmino or Nunes, isn't it? I think Diaz, Salah had are nailed on. It's, it's Firmino or Nunes, <laughs> and then it's it's uh, Fabinho or Henderson. I think Thiago has to start because we know how key yeah. he is. Yeah, and then um, keep Hendo in for the leadership skills, and he was really he was much better against Rangers than he has been um, this season in that more central role. Or do mm-hmm. you bring Fabinho in for a bit more defensive cover? <laughs>
0: Yeah, that, that's the thing though. It's it's a difficult one because you probably have more defensive cover uh, from Fabinho, like the the, the, the player he yeah. is. But you have a little bit of a more of a energy and um, power in the way Henderson plays. Like even if he's a little bit old, he still he still make runs and you know shouting and actually you know pressing and show, show a little bit of like, aggressivity. So you know in a game like this, maybe you need someone like that as well. But um, you know, I, I'm happy with any of them as long as Thiago plays. But I think maybe Henderson will go on because he did do well against uh, 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 Rangers. And if it turns out, you know, he plays, say, 60, 70 minutes, you can bring on Fabinho, you know, keep a little bit of cover. Uh, and yeah, I think also with... Uh, with the uh, Firmino, then and Jota, like we can actually bring on Nunez You know, if we need him to be that kind of player, the striker in the box. I, I think Arsenal way might be. A, I wouldn't say too difficult for him because, as, you know, like against Rangers, he was in the right spaces. He created, you know, space and and positions for himself to score. But I think it's just this is a really difficult away game where we need to. Probably control it a bit more and actually go there and actually feel the game a bit to be able to okay this is how Arsenal will play it. It will be difficult. We just need the players that are experienced in the in the Premier League, which Nunes, you know, we talked about. you just want to keep playing him to score, but this might be the wrong. Uh, game to actually do it so rather maybe having them on the bench play uh, Jota Firmino in you know whatever role they will play and then if we need then we can bring on Nunez you know in the 60-70 minutes or whatever to actually you know play a bit you know more crosses or try to keep the ball up higher or whatever but uh, you know like you said it's good with options so yeah you know uh, but probably not starting this one even if I would I, I do want to see him though because it's something you know Special with him, yeah. and as soon as he scores, he would keep on scoring. I think because he's getting into position. Klopp said as well in the press conference. I've heard that you know he's he's really happy with him, though, even though he didn't score because he actually gets into the position where he will score eventually.
1: Yeah, I think it's maybe a step too f- far the Arsenal game so soon. I think the Rangers game was perfect because we knew yeah. there'd be space, um whether it was down the channels or in behind balls over the top. I think Arsenal might be a bit more contained, and they'll be wary of obviously being um too high up because they you know that we've got we've got I mean they've got a lot of pace up in the forward positions but so have we with the likes of Jotha and and Salah uh and and Diaz and Nunes of so Nunes start or comes off the bench there's a lot of pace and power there that can cause a lot of problems so it's going to be a diff- it's going to be an interesting one to see uh what he picks but there's some options there which is what we're which was what we're glad about because um been most of the season where we're like, we know who's playing, we know who's on the bench. And the bench isn't that good. And they're <laughs> missing a lot of key players. Yeah. So it's good to have uh, uh, options again, isn't it?
0: Yeah. And if we have the formation of four, two, three, one, it gives us a different way of rotate as well, which I like to be honest. Like when you have like with Jota and Firmino, if they play at the same time, or like we did against Rangers with Nunez, and we can actually swap with Firmino and Jota could go left. Jota could, you know, this this is another way of switching the offensive four, if you like. Uh, and I, I kind of like that we actually got the options to do that because we can actually change, you know, players that like Nunez. He can, he comes in and gives something extra. Uh, Firmino has his skills. Jota is more of a you know goal scorer. Or he can actually go out left if we want to rotate, you know. That's it's just good to be able to have players with different kind of skills, but can still play the formation, you know, and swap with each other, which causes arsenal problems, I guess. Hopefully,
1: I think that feeds into
0: what I said before about
1: like Klopp saying he wasn't he wasn't wanting to talk about the formation, or whatever. He said we need to remain unpredictable. I think that kind of feeds into that as well, because as well, like you said, Jota can go right, Salah can go up front, um, Diaz can go left, Diaz can go through the center, Jota can go ten. Or striker Firmino can do either, so it's yeah, it's about those popping up in the positions, but obviously making sure that we're closing down the spaces like we did loads better against Rangers because we're going to need to do that again um, and make yeah. sure that we're, we're a bit loads tighter in the spaces where they can try and turn the ball around and transition yeah. and try and come to the top. We need
0: to we need to be really on top of it on a, on Sunday. But the, the, the most important part is actually obviously with the skillful players that we have, like obviously to do a good. Uh, job uh, in terms of using our players but the the, like the the most important thing is actually to keep the intensity and energy from the Rangers game, not to drop yeah. that because we've been talking about this since the start of the season that we've been lacking the intensity and, and energy that is the most important part to bring from Rangers into the Arsenal game if we can actually be you know, on them from the start because they would obviously at home try to control the game and play their way of offensive football but if we can Run them down, put pressure, break up the plan. You know, and that's the thing. Then we can have a really great chance because that will frustrate them. So we cannot just sit. We can sit back, but we cannot let them have a lot of space to play their football because that will that will punish us straight away. Yeah, and we
1: need to also be like wary of being too gung ho and creating because when we get when we get stretched, we haven't got enough pace in the in the midfield to cover the ground. So it just needs to. Need to come up with a way that to be tighter and I think like yeah. we said Rangers was a good step towards that so hopefully we'll see something similar but yeah let's go for um, let's go for actually so Parv's says I hope we go the same team and formation we played against Rangers more or less which is yeah basically what we've just said there to be fair so hopefully uh, and then score predictions Christian what are, you, mm. what are you thinking?
0: Uh Might be a little bit uh, because of being nervous or whatever I'm, I'm actually am kind actually. Of, I don't like it, but I see it as a like 2-2 game. You know, I think it's I I hope obviously we go and win it, but I think it would be this will be real difficult. We, we could we could go and just do a Liverpool against Arsenal game where everything just clicks and we go and win like 3-1 or whatever. No one would be more happy than me. <laughs> but at, at the same time, Arsenal's been informed, they're really good. Uh so I'll just see it as a draw, you know, we're away and all that, if, you know. So I just say two two because I got the, you know, got feeling about it, and then we we'll see how it goes.
1: Yeah, it's gonna be. Yeah, I, I mean, let's see what. So let's see what we've got in the chat. So Paul's gone for two uh, one to us. Uh, Pan of Scouts has gone for three two to us. Oh, it's fans. gonna be one of them games. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I don't know. I, can, I don't know if my blood pressure can deal with that. Uh, Arsenal fans really believe they are the bees knees and that we are finished. I hope we turn it. I hope we turn up on Sunday and thrash them five to six nil, just to quieten the doubt. <laughs> but that's the thing. Like, like, I'm, I'm with you. I think I'd love a two-one. I'd absolutely love a two-one. I mean, but I'm, I'm thinking one-one. I think a score draw, like one-one or two-two. But I'd absolutely love a like a one-one um, and then Jota scores towards the end and just does the yeah. um the old the old geother against with the arsenal fans or something like that. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, it's gonna be a difficult one. Uh but I think what do you yeah, think then? Yeah, I think I think I think two one for us. I'm, I'm me,
0: Yeah, I'll take heart, it I will be fucking biting my nails all the way through. Yeah, I know I <laughs> will
1: heart, heart says two one, my says me head says two two. Or one uh, score draw or one one. So it's gonna be yeah. tight either way. I mean I hope it is I hope it's tight I hope that we can like I said carry on those um, positive steps that we took in the Rangers game to be a lot a lot more um, just better as a team I think we were just when we were talking about the Rangers game we were like oh we just need to be like just tighter as a defensive unit just closing space down yeah. intensity um, shout out Pep Linders.
0: Uh, yeah and when we win the ball just fucking counterattack the shit out of them <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, to show yeah. the Intensity—that's it. I mean, that's what I think. You know, like you said, keep it tight, keep it a bit defensively without being too low, but then win the ball and just you know, re- you know, unleash the the offensive players that are really quick and pacey, you know, and just make you know punish them in that way, counterattack them, and then win instead of with like a few goals. But uh, it's so much hard. easier said than done. Yeah. Well,
1: I'll be. <laughs> I'll be watching from a pub in in Rome somewhere, so that'll be um, that'll be good. Hopefully, hopefully with a few beers, celebrate course, a nice. Beer. Of course
0: you do. The only thing you do is now travelling the world.
1: <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't be jealous, no, lad. Don't be jealous. Uh, but before we go, uh, I just want to give a little a little plug to this little this little baby uh, Neil Miller. An interview that I did did it last night with with Neil Miller, and it was very it was very good actually. It was. Um, I had a good chat about all things Liverpool. Obviously, the Arsenal goal and the the um, goal and assist that cushioned header. Uh, the whole uh, two thousand and four, two thousand and five season, pretty much. Um, and yeah, Gerard Houllier and uh, Rafa Benitez, and yeah, just a, a good chat about a good like I think it was like fifty odd minutes actually. We did about his his rise from the Man City youth and then signing for Liverpool and. Uh, scored a load of goals in the reserves, injuries and Maldini's medal. But um, I won't say too much more, but it was really good. And that'll be out uh, later tonight. And,
0: yeah, um... I'm looking forward to watch it or listen to it. Like, you know, Mel, you remember him coming through the youth system and had a, quite a, you know, big expectations because he scored so many goals. Didn't turn out the way we thought because he, you know, got his injury as well. But he, he has his place in the history, obviously, because of you know they go against arsenal and the the olympiakos game so that that will be really interesting yeah it was it was
1: he was a great guy and had some like uh, some funny uh funny stories to tell which obviously i think i'll probably post it tonight like 5 or 6ish uk time so if you wanna go and watch that or listen to it then that'll be uh, boss just before we go i've got a few more comments Kuda uh says 3-1 to the reds And John says, Luis Diaz is the best Colombian import since (laughs) (laughs) cocaine. Class. I absolutely love that. And what better way to go out uh, and finish the podcast than that. Uh, But yeah, (laughs) nice when everyone in the chat. For a a midday pod uh, on my lunch, um, that's been sound. You've all been uh, really good there with the chat. But if if you're watching on YouTube, then do hit the like and subscribe button. It'd really help us if you're listening on uh, audio platforms spotify apple whatever else then yeah leave us a rating or a review it really helps us out and um yeah do check out the Mella, lovely cushioned header um neil Mella uh interview later today and yeah nice one christian as well and yeah we'll see you next time up the reds sports social podcast network